TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 580. Seven, and I am Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Six Degrees of Geek. This is Tom, and I chair the Department of Visual and Media Arts at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida. Hi, this is Yusan, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. All right, Tom, you said you have a couple pieces of news other than the producers suck. <laughs> we have a little bit of news. <laughs> um, first off, Amazon, boo! has canceled League of Their Own and Peripheral, despite each of them being picked up for season two. So That really pisses me off. Both yeah, of them. seriously. Especially the Peripheral. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple TV Plus has announced that Godzilla and the Titans will now be known as Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yeah, that's a dumb change. Put Godzilla in the title, people. <laughs> uh, to no one's surprise, Disney Plus has canceled Doogie Kamehameha to Doogie Kamealoa MD after season two and Spiderwick Chronicles is not moving forward because basically if it's not an IP that's really hot, they don't care anymore. Um, Max picked up and just like that for season three. And finally, Oprah Winfrey Network has announced that All Rise will end with the in progress season three. And that's it. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's right. So they only really got one extra season. Better better than no extra seasons. I know. I was just asking. I was just asking. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, Let's start off with the shows. Uh, First up, we're going to talk about Lioness Special Ops. Or is it Special Ops Lioness? It's Special Ops Lioness. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Tom, (laughs) how do you feel about this show? Oh, well, since you asked me, not a fan. Um, it's remarkable. The military scenes are remarkably not tense or dramatic. They're just yes. like there. And I think part of the problem is Taylor Sheridan may be a real life cowboy, but he's not a real life veteran and he doesn't understand how military ops work. The, the thing that really turned me off is after the first mission goes awry, um, Zoe Saldana vets the nuke, the nuke recruit. And makes her strip to make sure just she doesn't have any tattoos. Which, if she's a new, if she's just entered the military, any tattoos would be in her medical record, and her commanding, you know, a, a command, a superior would have access to that. It was just completely gratuitous to get a, a female actor to strip. I actually, I, I felt very uncomfortable in that scene entirely because I was like, yeah. there are so many things wrong with this scene right now. I just, I just, that's when I've kind of like turned on the show and. You know, I really like Dave Annabel as uh, Zoe Saldana's husband, and the home life stuff. He's is great. Kind of, he's, yeah, the home life stuff is kind of interesting, but the military stuff is a mess, and that's problematic for a military show. <laughs> well, so, hard, hard pass. All right, Allison, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was not enamored with it for for a lot of reasons. I am not a military vet, so you know, I can't speak to to what is or is not you know exactly accurate but that whole thing with the tattoo i, I mean even as a layperson i i just was so my, my mouth just fell open when they they had the whole thing about how the the spy was discovered because she had a tattoo and she's pretending to be you know this this uh fundamentalist muslim woman and i'm thinking how did they not know this how is that possible how incompetent do you have to be how incompetent are you telling me the lead character is that she that she didn't catch things like that and then it it just seems to lead to that striptease scene where it's like is this the reason that we had it just so we could have a stripping scene um i don't think it was that gratuitous i didn't think it was gratuitous in that way just to be sexualized but i think the point of that scene was to show how badly the woman wanted to be on the team. I think that was the point. That too, but, but there's there's just and and you know there's a like a cheat and and this is not um, unusual for Sheridan's shows. There's kind of like a cheap jingoism to to the show. I mean that whole scene where she gets shelter in the in the marine uh, uh, 
you know, um, recruitment office, recruitment office. Thank you. <laughs> Blanks. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, the recruitment office and the, the Marine is standing up for her and saying, this is what we do in the American military. And, you know, it, it like all of that is like, how heavy handed do you want to make that message? And uh, it just kind of, all of those things together just kind of put me off. So I didn't last very long with this series. I, I would say almost all of that's gone by the time you get later into the show. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's not what the show is about at all. Not even. So I would say you're not wrong uh, about those things that you're commenting. Both of you are completely correct about what you're t- commenting on. But as the show goes on, it's not about that at all. It's the, the home one. There's like an episode about with Zoe's home life that's phenomenal. Like the there's something because at first I thought her daughter was just kind of like a brat. But that story was amazing. It, it took off and it did a lot. Um, but that's not in the first couple episodes. But I'm just trying to say if you're turned off by some of the stuff you saw in the first episodes, that does not carry for some it's like it feels like whoever wrote the pilot did not write the next episodes so it feels very different i feel like it's a different show it's a, it's turned into a different show like the show when i first started watching it the first 10 minutes i thought oh this is going to be fun i was like it's going to be a hoorah you know show and that's fine there's a place in my schedule for that and there's a place in the world for those kinds of shows and you know if you do it well it'll be really fun unfortunately it doesn't actually do the hoorah very well correct that is so so then it kind of became a different show for me and i thought well do i still want to watch this um because i think tom said it best the you know the there's a very little tension uh you know whether it's the way that it was written slash also i think directed uh, during the kind of military action sequences, I mean, even if they're not military, the action sequences, because they, they do that one in in one of the episodes. I'm not sure if I've gone jumped ahead or not, but what? Because uh, well, it seems like this is going to be the only time we talk about the show. So go ahead. Say, oh, okay. Say what you so say. so um, the you know they do a a side job, you know, where they kidnap. Oh, right, the guy, right. You know what I mean? So that's not quite military. That's off book, right? So I mean, it's still. And, military. Oh my god, that was so like. The thing that, about that mission that bothered me the most was there's this super pretty guy that's like, hey, Zoe, I need you to do me a favor. Don't worry. It's a little off book, but it's totally it's totally above board. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I just need a couple of your guys. It'll be great. That mission went so off the rails. Yes. Like, so off the rails. They ended up killing like a bunch of U.S. citizens, and well, these guys are CIA. They're not even supposed to be working in the United States at all. Right. No, and but so, I think. Yeah. No, but I but think. Just go ahead. Okay. No, but I think some of the the people that they killed were were bad guys anyway. So some of them were, but some like they injured random because the car crashes that happened. They 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 hurt the truck driver. A lot of people died that weren't just like bad guys. Yeah. So no, but that he, was part part of the problem. No, but here's the thing. It was unclear to me. That's what I meant by like the writing and the direction, like and the tension in that scene. It could have been even better, like or worse, meaning like, I mean, I guess we don't need to spend this much time on a show that we won't talk about. But I'm I will I can end it by saying I'm going to continue watching because the stuff that it doesn't do well, it doesn't do well. And I've it's not that I've forgiven it, you know, of of it. I kind of stopped caring. I'm sort of like, well, the stuff isn't you know, outrightly terrible, it's watchable, but the stuff that's good is good. So like, it's sort of like what we talked about equalizer a long time ago, where um, it's to me, it's really fascinating uh, to kind of see, uh, you know, we talked about this with Superman, Superman and Lois, you know, years ago about how it's really fascinating to see the home life of a superhero. So it's really fascinating to me to see this home life of a special ops uh you know leader kind of a thing you know what i mean like this is her she commands all these people and she commands these missions but how can she not have control of her home life you know what i mean like she's just a mess honestly as a mother you know what i mean uh and kind of as a wife and so to me that's more fascinating so of course a, a great show should obviously be able to balance both of those and give me both of those but the fact is that the hoorah stuff isn't 
like so terrible. It's just not great. Uh, whereas the home stuff is new for me and fresh and really well done. So it's enough for yeah. me to keep watching. So that's why I, I, I would, like, I would uh, agree. Yeah. That's, that's why show. I'm, that's why I'm still watching. I, yeah. I agree with you. I'm still watching because Zoe's home life with her husband and her daughter is Daughters. really good. Daughters. All that stuff is really, really good. And the stuff with the spy and trying to and better with the, t- I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore about it. Yeah. And that's bad because that's technically what the, what it says on the 10 with the show is supposed to be about, yeah. but they spend so much time with Zoe and her home life stuff that I was like, Oh yeah, there's spies that's going on. All right. Okay. Like it doesn't seem as important. So yeah, I agree with you. I'm thoroughly enjoying the show, but not for the reasons that you would think you would be watching this show. Right. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Foundation in episode five and six. And these were the episodes where uh, Gail and How- Salvo and uh, Harry get to this planet with these psychics. They call themselves sighted people. And they have like this retreat and they have a leader and you can tell that this leader is not a good person. Like off the bat, the first thing she tries to do is get in their heads, hypnotize them, get them to tell her secrets. She knocks them all out. And then she gives them this fake persona of this little girl that's supposed to be the leader. And then she goes, oh, that was totally fake. You should never follow a little girl as a leader. Um, But there's something about her that feels dishonest. You know, there's something about her that gives you bad vibes. And the thing that's crazy is the only part, Harry is the only one that's like, this woman's not right. Like he's throwing up signals and saying there's something off with her. Um, The other two are like, well, maybe she, but she's sighted like us. So maybe we should stay. And I'm like, nah, man. Um, And the 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 really cool thing about the second episode is well it's not really cool it's you know harry's like literally drowning and he's having that moment where your life flashes before your eyes and we get this whole flashback to his entire life so the whole episode is a flashback to him starting being a mathematician and just coming up with the idea of his equations and we meet his wife, and we see how stuff goes off the rails and all that. So that episode was great. So, uh, Yusin, do you remember any of this? Yes, I do, actually. I reviewed some of it. Um, but you hit all the stuff that I was going to hit, which okay, is, go. which go is um, uh, both episodes, that we five and six, they are on the planet for a very long time. So, right. uh, you know, so you you covered that aspect of it. And then at the very end of the second episode, uh, I enjoyed that very much. You know, I love prequels and I love, um, so it's sort of like your prequel. Uh, I, uh, I thought the actress who played the wife was really engaging. So she was very, yeah. you know, she was very good to watch. She was, um, she, they had great chemistry. I believe. Yeah, you believe they were married, they were married right? Yeah, yeah, I believe they were married. Like it was a really, it gave great texture to Harry his story, the show, uh, it was very strong for me. Like, you know, because I really wanted to like Harry. He's pretty unlikable. You know what I mean? So like- I always have liked Harry though. Yes. I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all, but I like him. Well, okay. I mean, if you can like a person that you can't trust, I sort of need to trust him. I can like him from a distance. If I was in the same room with him, that's a whole different thing. Right. But I think he's a really fascinating character. So I like his character. But but to me, he was too enigmatic. And this gave him like a grounding in reality. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So it made him more real to me and more human. So and I think that just does that just does all the favors to the show. You know what I mean? It makes me care about the show more. You know what I mean? So I thought it was very strong, that whole sequence uh you know but uh then there was that whole aspect of and i thought and you missed this this was big it was huge the whole mystery factor about dusk and dawn having their memories erased or oh right yeah do you know what i mean and like they found because they were doing the computer search 
and they were looking at how many nodules or whatever that they had and they right. were like oh all of us have about 800 that seems right and then they went back to like the first Cleon and he had like 16,000 or something crazy right. and they went oh no right. that means that someone's been wiping our memories and we don't know right right and yeah. and you know and it and it and it and it seemed like at first that it was uh um dawn or no wait not no day day day. seemed like it was day but 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 then it kind of made it seem like no but day's memories were also tampered with so correct so there's a mystery afoot so that was that's you know and it's a good mystery you know what i mean so uh, dusk was you know having sexy times with his lady uh and they were going through their memories of when they first met when they met when he was day uh, and they were kind of discussing this whole concept of memories and memory wipes. And then da- Dusk and Dawn went to go see the original, uh, you know, guy, which was weird. I don't understand how they can kind of interact with his. Well, I mean, he's just an AI. It's like how the Harry AI is. He's right. not the I, real guy. He's right. just an no, AI. No, I know. I get it. But I mean, I don't know. I thought that was kind of, you know, sort of lame. But But my point is uh there's that whole aspect of it and then the other part was uh the queen where she the princess or whatever um you know he, they were trying to get on, get it on and that didn't work out so well because <laughs> he's awkward. so used to having sex with his robot mother yeah super creepy yes that he didn't know how to have sex with like a regular person yes oh yes. my god that was that was funny though and then he was embarrassed and yep. i was like as he should be yeah and then he got mad at her and kicked her out now it's just like oh and then some kind of way they got engaged in the middle of that argument well they got engaged and then she he presented her to the to the to the people's and, oh, right. um, and then he thought she was going to be this like wilting flower kind of a thing. And he just kind of tried to introduce her, but then she was all like, Oh no, no, I got stuff to say. So then she <laughs> just like stood out there and had her whole like speech all planned. And then there was this like, you know, they, they kind of had this eye contact thing. And so I thought, Oh, this is going to get good. So she's not going to be a wilting flower. So no, well, we already knew that a little because she's there to find out who killed her family. Yes, but I so mean, she's... formally as a queen, it's one thing to to be behind the scenes, kind of, you know, not being a wilting flower, but she is not going to be a wilting flower as the queen. Like, she's made right. it clear. Do you know what I mean? So she planted her flag. So, again, the show working on every level, on so many levels, with so many stories, uh, the mystery and the this and the that, and the, you know, I mean, we've touched upon a lot of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, the show, the show to me, I think I might like the show better this season than first season. Um, I, I, only thing that scares me is the episode ends and it looks like Harry is quite dead. He can't be dead. That would be lame. I, I agree. Since we went through all of whatever to bring him, cause he was an AI and then another AI. And then we went through this whole process to make him flesh and he was flesh for two episodes and then he gets drowned. No, so that that would suck. That would be terrible. So I, I would I would give major you know minus points to the show if they did that. So I'm I'm hoping that they 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 do not do that. So I yeah I don't know what happens now next. So we'll see. But yeah no, All right. still strong as ever and going you know and and go, going really I think uh, doing the things that you want a show to do, which is to kind of keep you on your toes, keep you confused. Uh, excited for what's kind of coming next, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk after party and we're talking episodes five and six. And I know we're behind, but we, we started this show later than everybody else. So uh, uh, Tom, why don't you start us off after party five and six? Uh, the first episode dealt with Sebastian's story and it was kind of done like a heist. And we find out yeah. he's not really British. <laughs> that is the funniest thing though the actor really is british so yes. him trying to yeah, do an american accent was also funny because yeah, i was like not great. Not great. he has a not great american accent he's like i'm from kansas and i was just like oh my god <laughs> but, we, but we find out that he basically uh uh scammed his way into a prestigious boarding school and befriended uh, our victim there and but they... the whole thing about the heist, even though, okay, so he's trying to steal the money, 
And I get that the point is, well, I wasn't trying to kill him. I was just trying to steal his money. I still feel like he still might have, like, that. I feel like that doesn't clear him of motives. He's, he's still up there for my suspects. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> Uh, but the heist part was was pretty fun, especially, fun. yeah, just all the people, all the different moving parts and everything. That and, was pretty. And the reveal that his two idiot brothers are accomplices and were at the wedding posing as catering staff. Right. So that was a fun and, little reveal because we had seen them before, but we didn't have the content. Right. Correct. And so all of that was great. It was like, oh, he had his people in place. He was like, the, there was a plan, and there was the whole thing. So all of that was, and it explained why the guy, the the main victim dude rushes out in the middle of the dance. All of that stuff was all pretty good. Explained why uh, he streaked in the middle of the night. At ah, everybody ah, else. Ah, yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Allison, go ahead. Do you want to talk about uh, any more of this episode or the next one? Yeah, no, I, I, I thought this episode was really funny. I, I thought the reveal that he's, you know, not not actually British. <laughs> All of this is a put on. Um, and it explained, you know, a lot of things like the di- the disappearing uh, lizard from, oh, right. you know, which I fi- I figured it had to be somebody, you know, had, had walked off with it. That, you know, the lizard hadn't just gone off on its own. Um but yeah, all all those little bits and pieces I thought were really really funny, and and the heist itself uh, was alternately clever and inane, and it was just pretty well done. I, I really I li- I like this episode. Well, can you want to start us off on the next one? Um, the next one I'm trying to remember is Manor. not so good one. Oh it's yeah, fatal uh, apparently, off. Uh, yeah, apparently this is a thing because they did the same thing last year. Um, I think it was even the same episode number um, where they show you Danner's backstory to some degree or another, some part of it. And uh, whereas last year it actually made some sense because it showed how she got in into the police academy in the first place, what motivated her. Um, this just seemed like they threw it in because they needed another episode. Um, it, it didn't and, seem to really have Michael that much Early, to do. Michael Early is pretty... I get it. Very pretty. Very pretty. I did but... not need to see that side of him or this character. I, I really didn't. I well, I, I was happy to life. see any side of him he wanted to show. Um, <laughs> but that aside, uh, it, it, it really just, it didn't move the story forward whatsoever. No. It just seemed like, you know, okay, we're just going to take a, we're going to veer off and do this, you know, about, about her. And it was like, okay, I, I mean, they did it well in terms of doing like, you know, a, a, an 80s or 90s, you know, serial killer noir kind of thing. Um, it was very that Sharon Stone movie, you know. Very, that was, yeah. Which I, instinct. The, thank you very much. I couldn't remember the name instinct. of it. Um, yeah, it was and very I think that basic. that was very deliberate. Yeah. Yes, but it's, yes. Oh, clearly, That's clearly. And they did it well. Yeah. Stylistically, it was, it, was, it was very well done. But um, yeah, you know, in terms of, of Unless somehow he's going to show up because he, he disappeared <laughs> into nowhere and no one's ever seen him again. Unless somehow he, he weirdly has a connection to the finale of this, uh, it just feels like this was, you know, kind of a time waster episode. Agreed. Even um, though it's sad to say that about my <laughs> but it's true. Uh, you said go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say I won't say any more. I mean, you guys have pretty much said it all. Um but, I mean, I didn't, it was a time waster, but it was kind of just, uh, and I didn't, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it in the sense that it was just goofy. So it didn't move the show forward, you know, and it didn't do anything in terms of the mystery really um, that much, which, which allows me to say this, which is why I really like the show. I love the Rashomon kind of, you know, the whole, like, we've seen every episode we get you know, obviously one more viewpoint, you know, they take a different character, you know, then the episodes are named after each of the characters, but we're, we get to see, uh, you know, the explanation as to what we saw in the first episode or two, you know, and then it just keeps adding on and adding on and, you know, it overlaps sort of a Venn diagram because, you know, we'll see it from, we'll see the same thing more than once, even not just, they don't just repeat it twice it's like three or four times that there's an overlap here and there and it's just fun and they're doing it in a way that like absolutely I feel like they've earned it like what we've seen 
totally you know make sense the way we've seen it but then the way they've explained what really happened um what the the reasonings they give us or you know sort of the machinations it makes sense and it's so it makes me smile you know what i mean i'm like oh i see oh, okay that totally makes sense or like you know oh okay so it's just a fun show for me so uh and then homages if they get them right it's great so even though the danner episode wasn't great in terms of the overall show or even the character uh and it seemed a little bit you know like you know a waste of time uh the homage was great so i just smiled you know every time they did a little something that was very much uh in the vein of the 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 genre um i enjoyed it so it wasn't like i didn't it wasn't like ugh, this is a total waste of time it was like well well this was just a lighter episode so for me the show is fun in that way. It's less about the mystery. I still care. I do. And, you know, when when I, we're not talking at all, at all about the next two episodes, but the more I watch the show, the deeper I do care. I thought I would care less, but uh, they're doing, I feel like they're bu- they're building up. I am starting to care more about uh, who actually murdered. Uh, I, I agree with you on that point, because when it started, I just couldn't get into it. And yeah. I felt no investment in, yep. in the mur- murder mystery or the characters. Yep. And I find that with every episode, it's like, you know, I find myself liking the characters <laughs> yep. more, yep. Um, you know, reaching a point where I, it's like, I'm hoping so-and-so is not the murderer because I like that person. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, and, you know, really appreciating you know, the, the storyline and, wondering about the mystery too so which i didn't in the beginning so yeah yeah, i agree with you it's cumulative it's good writing all right all right we're wrapping that up um i think you guys are saying thumbs up i'm still not on board as much as you uh i still don't care and (laughs) don't really like the characters that much it's so it's good background noise tv for me yeah i'm not as i'm not as invested all right next up let's talk about a show that i actually do care about more which is surprising considering my history with this show, which is what we do in the shadows. <laughs> and so I was, I, I will f- rightly admit that I was very much so not on this camp. So wrong I, you were. <laughs> it wasn't that I was wrong. You're it was, so I didn't, I didn't wrong. feel it. I did not feel this show, but now I feel the show. So I am, I am on board and we are now in what season five or six, five. And we're doing episodes nine and 10 and I don't want to even talk about 10 because 10 creeped me. Th- no, wait, is it nine? Nine? Nine's, wait, which one was the one with the dog, the dogs and stuff? Was that? Nine? Oh, you mean with, 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 with offspring? Oh, <laughs> yes, that was nine. That episode, creepy. I can't even, I can't even say that episode was funny. I was so just disturbed and freaked out by that entirety, the entire concept of everything that happened in that episode. I didn't laugh. I didn't do anything. I was like, that was just weird. I, I don't was, even know. That was actually seven. What? That was episode like, seven. We haven't talked about it yet. So, uh, but yeah, that was I thought we no. Did. No, yeah, we no, did not. That was episode seven. It aired, it dropped on the seventeenth. So we did. I yeah, we, we haven't talked talk about it. it. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Um, that episode was terrifying. I don't ever want to see it again. Well, you need to explain uh, what was terrifying about it to, 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 to all the, the all the Guillermo's <laughs> all dog, the pig, fish forms. Laszlo's experiments gone awry. Dog. Yes, their their little island of Doctor Moreau in Laszlo's oh, lab. Oh my God! The episode's no. title is actually "Hybrid Creatures." <laughs> That's very yes. generic and innocuous. It's way yeah, that does not signify what happened in that episode. I'll never sleep again the same way. <laughs> I love how they put like a little little Hair. black toupee on everyone's yeah. television. <laughs> the hair. The hair. You know it's Guillermo. The and and half the time they have little sweaters too. Oh yeah, right, absolutely. Glorious. How is that genetic? How are they genetically coming up with the sweaters? There was even that one joke where he was like, yeah, I got a little bit of the wool in the like combo. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like came out. Because like, this, 
No, they did try to explain it, Livia. They did. No, I mean, I, no, I, no. It was gross, but I thought that it was the gross part was was what was funny about it. For yes, me it just kept building on it and getting more and more horrible. <laughs> just like you know, oh God, what are they going to do next? Um, yes. I mean, it was you know, it was it was. It, I felt that it was it was not maybe their best episode, but there was still a lot that was funny about it. And I think the the sort of cherry on top was when they finally at the end they they cut to the end credits, and they have Born Free playing <laughs> over the end, and I just lost it. I really did. It was that was like perfect. I thought so many things wrong. I thought episode the next episode the roast was high freaking hilarious. And yes, Doug, yes. Doug that episode Jones, was very funny. Doug Go Jones ahead, actually got cited by TV Line as, uh, you know, b- one of the best supporting actors of the week. But the whole notion that Laszlo's in the funk and is non-responsive, and uh, because of a secret he may be keeping, which the only person who doesn't know the secret at this point is Nandor. Is Nandor? So they decide to have a roast for him. <laughs> And the roast was actually pretty funny if 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 Laszlo had been paying attention, which he was not. Yeah. But Doug yeah. Jones is the Baron. <laughs> just oh, what's crazy is, is why would the guy think it was a good idea to clue him in? Uh, like why? Why did she think that was a good idea? That's a, that was a terrible idea. Well, yes, but I mean that's they're 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 all about terrible ideas. And oh so I, I think I thought that was the fact that she not only told him, but then she kept elaborating and adding things. And oh yeah, he's a Van Helsing and this and that. And it just <laughs> it just kept getting worse. So you know, and then she ends it later with saying, "Yes, I am like a locked box. I never give anything away." <laughs> um, but I the, I think the star of the episode was Doug Jones. Doug Jones was hilarious in this. He was perfect. Yes, he, he likes sure. to, to, to walk his dog and is mad that people aren't <laughs> terrified of him as they should be. But now that he's scarred again, then they run away and he's very much happier now. Well, I just like the idea that he, during the roast, he he basically pauses it to yell at, to basically fuss at them saying, you're, ter-, you know, people are supposed to be afraid of us. They're not, you know, we're doing this wrong. Shame on you. This is a... You know, this is a disgrace. And then later he realizes that he's part of it too because of, you know, him not oh, inspiring. Oh my God. The whole, conver- the whole conversation, his whole commentary about the like suburban malaise, you know what I mean? Uh, and the like, you know, <laughs> the like, the, the existential crisis of his like lonely life, you know what I mean? I just was like, oh my God. I mean, it was hilarious. It was, that was peak to me. That's peak. Uh, what we do in the shadows, which is yes. taking, you know, the human condition, m- melding it with the vampire condition, and then just making us laugh hysterically about the overlap. You know what I mean? So to me, it was like a hundred percent just peak. And and then and Doug Jones being, you know, really great. And then and then I loved how they 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 wrapped up a sort of a two story two episode arc with him adopting all the frogs you know what i mean and then him oh having all his... <laughs> no, and then, no and then, no and then he's flashbacks like flashbacks the previous episode no and then, and then he's like some of them don't survive as he flushes the <laughs> now i was just like oh man i was like they just they they don't they don't take their foot off the accelerator and it's just no. fantastic. No, so it was great. It was brilliant. It was a great Did we know before this episode that the house vampires are from the Baron's bloodline? So I think this is the first time they actually mentioned it. I mean, I I, well, maybe maybe in the very first in the No, first no, episode. they did. They did cuz yeah. I just rewatched. I just rewatched. They, oh, they say did. that Naja yeah. is definitely from the Baron and Naja made Laszlo yeah, I'm not sure about right, Nandor, but that wouldn't though. include Nandor. Yeah, I'm not sure about Nandor, but Naja says that about the Baron. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I saw. I I thought we knew that, or let some at some yeah. point we knew it. But I don't know about Nandor. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's all though they. This is the first time they've introduced the concept that if the Baron dies, They'll then they too. would die. 
because there's that episode where he gets set on fire and they bury his body and they're not really concerned and they're plotting to kill him. There's an entire episode where they're trying to kill him. That's true. So, yeah. so that doesn't make sense that they would worry that if he dies, they'll die. Yeah, maybe it's right. It's right. Yeah. Maybe. So that part is new. Yeah. Yes. I guess that's anyway, the more of the week. <laughs> let's move on. We're saying obviously thumbs up what we do in the shadows. Yes. Oh, yeah. Next up, Hilarious. we're going to talk about Ahsoka. Uh, the they did a two hour premiere, and uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I yawn? <laughs> wow, Tom, really? Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> You're just not even going to preamble that at all. Question to you before you go into it: Did you watch Rebels and Clone Wars? I watch all of Rebels, and I've watched a good chunk of Clone Wars. Okay, now continue. Go ahead. The characters I, wanted to, I wanted the, to know the ba- baseline. I just want to know the baseline. The character is not the problem. I thought the writing and direction were not good. Except for the fi- the action scenes are pretty good. But man, some of the expository scenes were painfully slow. <laughs> it's like William Shatner on Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I personally, um, I like the story. I like where it's going. And it feels like now that we've got those first two episodes out of the way, and we've like introduced all the people who have not watched Ahsoka and all of that stuff or the Clone Wars and Rebels. They've basically, well, they've kind of explained it, kind of not. Because um, what I liked is they didn't go into too much detail. They just like dropped a sentence here or there for you to kind of figure it out. And, uh, but now we're, we're off to the races. We're on our way to go find, uh, Ezra, Ezra and Thrawn or both. Or both. I'm thinking both. I hope both. My problem is that every quote unquote plot twist was so utterly predictable. And oh telegraphed. my God. It yes. was what like, these things that could have been written by AI. Yeah. What, what plot twist are you talking about? That the, that uh, the 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 prisoners the prisoners were going to escape and what prisoner? What are you talking? I don't. The, the, prisoner, the woman who they're the holding prisoner on the on the, the ship. Oh, that's Bay not a Jedi plot twist. Team. Yeah, that's not a plot twist. But it was still very by the numbers, and also that um, you know don't do this, and she takes this, and then she loses. It's like. Also not a plot yeah, twist. You know, okay, but uh, you know what? I want to... It felt like it was written on autopilot, Libya. That's a problem. I know, you know but you're I, saying it's a plot twist that was predictable, and I'm like, that's not a plot twist. That's just the plot. And I'm not saying that well, it was the plot was brilliant. Yeah, I, it I, was I, predictable, but the whole point of that was to show that Ahsoka is now going to train someone who was just like her. That's kind of the point. Okay. She was exactly like that when she was a Padawan. See, the thing is, it, it went beyond that one character, although, I, I like, the whole two episodes for me, especially the first one, but but even into the second, it was just this kind of litany of tropes that you're you're used to seeing, cliches of, of science fiction stories just kind of run together, not just science fiction stories, but just general plot things. Uh, and some of them were just so crazy. It's like when, when the, the ship is confronted by uh, Ray Stevenson's character. You know, mm-hmm. they, they meet the ships. And the, the captain says, oh, I don't think that these are really Jedi. So what does he do? Oh, he lets them on board. Because, you know, what could possibly go wrong? Um, and I'm thinking, did, did they get the stupidest captain in the world deliberately to do this job? I mean, it, it made no sense. But it's the only thing to, to move the plot along. The whole, let's the, let no, the it's, bad it's not, guys on board. That's not, you know, the point of that was to show. I know what the point is. What I'm saying is, is that it was, it was predictable and dumb. It made the characters look incompetent and stupid. You didn't let me finish what my thing where I said what the point was, because maybe my point is different than your point. Okay. My point was that they were trying to show that when the rebellion defeated the empire, they became arrogant and that arrogance then that is what you're seeing in that moment is they're trying to highlight the arrogance of the, of the rebellion that is now the Republic. That was the point. Okay. But it went, it went beyond arrogance to stupidity and incompetence. And it's, you know, I I don't want to dwell on this particular point because there's so many others like it. 
it's like um also the the bit when when they have the um they're doing that big ceremony on the planet and uh you, you know you're you're looking to see uh who's behind the the mayor or whatever he is now the governor of the planet and he's introducing um what's her name uh Sabine Sabine and you know she's not going to be there it's like he's he's doing this and you know oh she's going to have goofed off because she's a rebel and a rebel. nothing can hold her down no that's not the point and... of that scene the point of that scene is that they're celebrating her when her family and her best friend is dead and she doesn't want to get accolades for their death that was the point she's okay, that's in not first of all that's not at all how it came out it just yes, came it out she just didn't have the patience for this it wasn't about patience it and was about second, the, the very you're... next thing that she does is look at the video of her dead friend or her friend who's missing right because but she they're celebrating. i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna jump in and just say i'm with allison on that one it was not clear to me why she was so no. um, and for someone you know, who hasn't yeah. seen they have to go into this with the idea that not everybody has been through 200 episodes of animated series. They have to be able to make things clear to people. Yeah, and I understand. I've seen like most of, uh, well, not most, but I've seen about half of Rebels, a, a few episodes of Clone Wars, and I still didn't under, get that out of that scene at all. I did. So, um, well, that's because it's, ba it's, like I said, this is a continuation from the last episodes of Rebels. And that her and Ezra were really, really close. But they can't write it for just the people who've seen yeah, the, the animation. They have to make it clear to other but, people. But then, actually, I think that there's a fine line because I would have been annoyed if they had over-explained the scene. But there's so, a way to do it. I always tell my screenwriting students, clarity is your friend, confusion is your enemy. That was not clear for people. It wasn't clear. And, and face nope. it, considering that Disney did not own... <laughs> Lucasfilm when Clone Wars started, you know, and they just put it with anything. No, but they, they can't assume that everybody has seen everything. So there are ways to lay in things organically without, you know, without hitting. It, it was not, it wasn't a well-written episode. I'm sorry. That's just, it, it was not a well-written episode. It didn't work the way they thought it did. And you know, I always get suspicious when they drop multiple episodes of a fairly familiar property at once. It's almost like we're not starting the main plot till episode three, so we're just gonna. Well, no, they out. want that's not no, that's not how, why they do it. They do it because they want to immerse you so that you come back. A lot of shows do that. They do. They drop the first couple. Yeah, that's I agree. not. That's not a. That's not a weakness at all. Uh, I totally disagree with you. I I totally disagree with your concept there, but. I thought that it actually worked. It worked for me because I am familiar with the characters and I know what's, I know what's going on. And all of the stuff that Sabine was basically acting. The thing that bothered me about Sabine's character is she's supposed to be five or 10 years older now than she was when we saw her last in Rebels. And she but she's not like behaving that way. She's, she's, she's behaving, behaving like a teenager. She's behaving like she did in Rebels when she was a teenager, but now she's not supposed to be a teenager anymore. So I will give you that uh, because uh, for the most part, um, Ahsoka does not act like, because in Ahsoka, when she was in Rebels, she was like 25 or something. And now she's like 40. She's totally different because she's matured and she's a different person now. And Sabine they haven't had her change. She's really pretty much the same character. Well, um, I, I don't know I because see, see, I didn't see, I, okay, I have to give you that I haven't seen all of Rebels, but the the little of Rebels that I did see, I, like I said, I've seen about half of it. Um, she actually seemed like an older and more capable character in the animation than she came off in these two episodes. But part of, like I said, what you haven't seen is all the trauma that happened in the end because characters died, a lot of bad stuff happened, and her relationship with Ahsoka obviously went off the rails. So there's other stuff going on. And also, she lost a lot of her confidence considering all the stuff that happened on Mandalore. Part of the reason Mandalore got destroyed was her fault. So she's got a lot. Yeah, but I can't her. have sympathy for a character that uh, uh, that has a whole big backstory that I don't know anything about. So, yes. like, I mean, that's not my problem. 
No, that's well, what I but mean. it's their that's problem the as the writers the of the problem. show. That's the, because, like I said, that's not my problem. It's the unless they're going to start this show with this a, a big card at the beginning that says, "Don't bother watching if you haven't seen 200 episodes of Rebels and Clone Wars." Um, th otherwise, this is not for you. That, that's that's not how you make a show. You try to usher it in in a way that people will understand the characters and their motivations. I think it's more important if she really has this big traumatic backstory to, for me to have that known about her than, oh, she just, you know, is is kind of depressed and, and you know, misses her friend. I, I think that would tell me more about her character and make me more inclined to like her than just, you know, what they gave us in the show. Here's what I will say, because I did not watch 200 episodes. I've only watched three of the of the back episodes. I did watch the um, the 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 uh, YouTube video that you, you you sent, which was was very helpful. I don't hate the show. Um, I'm willing to give it a chance. Uh, I think I liked it better than Tom and Allison. Um, I'm 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 still saying I'm agreeing, though, with what they're saying in terms of the what's problematic about the show. But it's not necessarily a problem for me because it's only the first two episodes. I'm with Libya. I mean, I'm I'm with Libya in the sense that I think a lot of times they drop two episodes on purpose, and it's a good reason. It's not because they're 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 thinking, oh God, we we need to do this because you know the show's terrible and we we've, we've got to dump two episodes. I I'm fine with the two episode opener. I think that's a great way to suck me in. Um, if you need to explain a bunch of crap to me, I'm willing to listen. So go ahead and do it. So for me, I don't mind that it was two episodes to begin with. Um, the show is problematic, but I thought there was enough about the show that was good and potential has potential. But and and here's the thing that I do. I am giving them the the space to fix it, to explain it. So if they didn't explain well enough in the first two episodes the whole sort of backstory of Sabine in a way that would not have completely put off, you know, uh, viewers who know what's going on, uh, but as Tom said, figure out a way to do it in a way that's organic, that makes sense. If they didn't do that, that yes, I'm dinging them for that, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to allow them to come back around. Maybe they'll explain it, you know, throughout the episodes. Maybe they'll what? find a way to make me care about her that isn't you know, at the level that it is right now. Well, they one thing I do want to talk about is the villain. They, they, I think they did a good job showing a multi-layered villain of uh, Ray Stevenson's character because I yes. really like the fi fact that when he's given the assignment to kill Ahsoka, he doesn't want to do it. Yes, I like that. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think he's probably the strongest character in the show so far. Yeah. And, and that's nice, especially considering that it's going to be the last performance we get. It makes me Grace sad Stevenson. knowing he's no longer with us. It's, it's uh, really I, I have I have been a fan of his ever since I saw him in Rome. Rome. Yeah. It's really me just too. so yeah. sad. But um, so at, at least he's going out with style because this was his his performance in this is genuinely excellent, and I think that they actually wrote a good character for him. Yeah, he's he's really interesting. I yeah, think he's he a very interesting. Yeah, character. so that's what I mean by the show definitely has stuff that I care about that I'm interested in. It hasn't put me off to a point where I'm like I'm not watching this. It's problematic, but a show can fix itself. I mean, it really can. So I'm I'm definitely allowing it to do it. Yeah, I mean, I have Hard a lot of problems with it so far, but I'm not out of the show. I'm hoping that it improves as it goes. We need to keep going. We need to keep going. Um, next up, uh, we're going to talk about My Adventures with Superman. I just want to talk about the two-parter that they just had um, where Superman uh, all of a sudden got his super hearing and went nuts and started trying to save all the kitties from trees and uh, did not get any sleep and then got captured by Task Argus. Okay. Oh, is it, is, how's that different from Argus? Are they not the same? It's not. I mean, they're, they're similar secret organization. It's Task Force X because they dropped Checkmate in part two. Yeah, I know. They say the name, but I'm like... Okay, but it's literally the same people and they have the same mission and they're doing the same thing. So, whatever. Um, but he gets captured and then you see all the bad guys. They got the, the, the necklaces that make their head explode, just like, you know, Argus. <laughs> well, suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. But, I mean, Suicide Squad was controlled by them. Um, but 
The only thing is we see this general that I don't – are we supposed to know that general? I've never heard of him I before. think it's I Lois's mean, dad. They haven't named him yet, but I think it's Lois's dad. Hmm. Okay. Because in every uh, single continuity of – in every single continuity of DC Comics, Lois Lane's father is an army general, and they're restrained, at least at the beginning. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Um, and do you notice that Waller or somebody threatens him by saying, he reminds you of your daughter. Don't mention that. I think that's uh, going to be like the big season one reveal. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I like that two-parter. I thought it was pretty good. It was solid. And, and then you have Lois kind of doubting him because she sees the videos from all the alternate versions of him who are evil. Um, and she's like, you know, she has to have faith in Clark that he won't become like that. And then he gets this doubt when he sees this invasion that looks like they're from his planet, but he doesn't know. They don't even know who invaded them. And then somebody actually did math saying, um, if you do the math, he would have been an infant when that happened. Duh. Right. It was 22 right. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, they said they don't know how they age, so... They yeah, did say he but. could have aged differently. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of that was pretty good. So I, I like that the story started off super light and kind of childlike, and now we swerved a little bit in slightly darker material. Yeah, and so. merging Ivo, making Ivo the parasite, that was kind of an interest. It's interesting with all the different iterations of the Superman mythos, how they look at the source material, and then they kind of do their own take on it. But yeah. uh, I like what they've come up with. It's a great little show. It's and I fun. Really I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm I, definitely enjoying it. It's not, I mean, it's, I think Superman and Lois is a better show. Well, it's, uh, for, it's for adults. <laughs> yes. So, so therefore, I like it a little better. But this one's kind of a nice, fun little jaunt, yeah. I would say. All right. Next up, we're going to talk Only Murders. And we're going to talk the last two episodes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the episode with Charles Stage Fright. Oh, right. The White Room. Oh, yeah. He kept going into the White Room, and then there were babies hanging, and his pants were down, and he was like, I don't know what happened. Um, I do like the fact that, because when the season oh. starts, and oh, that he's was got the most recent girl... episode. That was, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. The, yeah, um, I know. Grab your hankies. With the, the episode with the lullaby. I, I thought that the episode with uh the white room though because i we were we were talking about that so let's finish talking about it um that episode was crazy because when the season starts and and steve martin has the girlfriend and i'm like wait am i supposed to remember who she is and then as it goes on i'm like all right she's that girl that he the makeup artist makeup artist from brazos yeah but i was just like she was not clear in my head i didn't remember her and I was like, and she's moving in, and she put a trampoline in the living room? Like, what? And so he's like, oh, no, it's your space. It's fine. And I was like, this is not fine. This is this is, uh, this is a practical, like, just, it's a hazard. You can't have a trampoline in the middle of the living room. Um, and so I like that it ends up being that he doesn't really want her there. And some kind of way he managed to not articulate that at all because he's like a people pleaser. And so now at the end of the episode, some kind of way they ended up engaged in the middle of him trying to break up with her, like, cause he went to the white room and I was like, wait, what happened? And so I, I'm, I like the white roomness of that episode because it would, it just cut out a slice of reality. And then we come back and everybody's appalled. Everybody's surprised. Everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that thing. And then we're the audience are going, what did he do? So I thought that was a really cool take on that and a, and a good fun surprise because you just, you had no clue and they let you fill it in with your imagination. So yeah. And you know what? Cool. I'm pretty familiar with actors. I am not an actor, uh, but I'm surrounded by, uh, in my world by performers and both personally and professionally. Um, and I had never heard of the white room. So I, um, I, I'm sure it's real. I'm sure it's, I, I think, right. I don't know. I have, I have no I, idea. I, I, I never, I, in my whole act, you know, my, my acting career has been over for a long time, but um, I don't remember ever hearing about that. Yeah, so. me neither. They could have totally it may be something that they made up. it up for the show, but it yeah. works in the show. 
It's, right. I, yes. I think it's hilarious. I think it's fantastic. That's, I mean, that was my point is I've never heard of it. So if they, if it's real, they, you know, they used it beautifully. If they made it up even better. Um, so I thought that it was really funny. I mean, the show this season, I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, I, you know, I'm not trying to compare seasons to seasons on purpose necessarily. Uh, sometimes it just happens naturally. Uh, I don't think that this is better or worse uh, necessarily. So like I said, I'm not forcing a comparison. Um, I am enjoying this season very much. Uh, Meryl Streep, hello. Oh my God, that lullaby, so beautiful. Um, uh, so happy that she's on the show. I did not know that she was going to be on the show. And even when the show started, I wondered is she on the show for the whole season? Is this like stunt casting? She is a member of the cast. Um, and they're really utilizing her well. So props to them for not just doing stunt casting and then um, not really integrating her into the show. She is absolutely, uh, you know, uh, essential to the to the story and, uh, and to the whole season. Uh, and her performance has been amazing. Um, I, I like, uh, you know, the, so far the mystery of who killed him. I don't know that I care as much. I'm not sure why I don't care as much. I think maybe because I'm just having so much fun watching the making of a musical, you know? Um, oh, and then, oh, what's her name? Got, is getting seduced by, uh, Tina Fey. Cindy Canning. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. She, yeah, she's like, your partners don't care anymore. They're yeah. doing a play. Right. They don't care about murder. Right. <laughs> I love how she's all into this Gwyneth Paltrow goop-like stuff. Oh, that, was <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so perfect, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just so, so on point for her character to just try to co-op that kind of thing now that she's been kicked out of the whole, you know, murder podcast uh, thing. But I, I, th I thought all of that was great. Um, I loved the, the episode, you know, if we can go back to the episode before the White Room, uh, where they're putting the musical together. Uh, and we get that amazing lullaby. Seriously. Um, you know, it's, it's that they had to do some really heavy lifting with that because they promised you a, a particular a show number. Showstopping number. It's going to be showstopping. Yes. The, 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 you know, 10 o'clock number that's just going to blow everybody away. And so it's got to do that. It's got to actually be that good. And they come up with this absolutely fantastic song and performed wonderfully, um, not only by, by Meryl Streep, but then she's joined, you know, in a two-part harmony. Um, and it's, it's just, it was, it was so beautifully done. I actually downloaded that song you know i, I, I paid for that song so uh, and i never do that and and i thought that that was just beautifully done all of that was great sarah borellis and the la la land guys collaborated on that yes and that that shows you you know when you have something like that it it pays to to shell out the money for real people real writers who can uh, who can write your music um, that was that was wonderfully done. Also, earlier in the episode, we got that scene with the uh, the camera guy, and uh, oh. yeah, and and uh, Mabel. Mabel in the in the closet together. Closet. Yeah, uh, and that was all interesting, you know, finding all of that stuff and the uh, video that they discovered later, where uh, Paul Rudd is is talking to someone off screen or seems to be talking to someone off screen. Um, and, and it's, uh, he never speaks back by the never way, never speaks back. And I have my theories about, about what is being, you know, what is happening in that scene, but I'll, I'll leave that for, for another time. So, uh, but I thought that, the, I thought all of that was, was good stuff and all of that, you know, made the mystery more interesting. All right. I look. I looked it up. The here. white room is a real life phenomenon, usually experienced by people who have stage fright, where they hmm. blank out and describe being taken to going to a white room where they don't remember what happens when they're on stage. Hmm. Okay. There you go. I guess you didn't. Ha you never had stage fright, Allison, or you didn't have stage fright. I didn't enough. have fright, stage fright to that. I never blanked out. 
that. It never <laughs> happened to me. Never went to a white room anyway. I've gone up on, on lines where my mind just went kind of zzz, but never never actually had had the blissful experience of being in a white room. Anybody right. who couldn't uh, figure out the lipstick on the dressing room wall was Andrew was anybody who couldn't figure out that was Andrea Martin's lipstick. Come on, really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I Which wasn't means trying. she couldn't have done it because it's way too early in the season. I also I wasn't really trying. Like I saw her playing with her makeup kit, like, oh, something's missing. And then we see the makeup on the mirror, and then they're like, oh, it's the lipstick. And I didn't put it together until she hands it to us. She's like, oh, thank you for returning my lipstick. And I was like, huh, all right. And you're right. Bec- I, I do- When I watch Only Murders, I don't really try to figure out who the killer is until we get to like two episodes before the end. Right. Because before that, there's no point. They're throwing you misconceptions left and right. And it's all smoke and mirrors. And it's not until you get towards the end that they expect you to try to figure it out. And that's what I'm going to put through, through my effort, not doing it before then. Yeah. I think, I think right. pretty much whoever seems the most suspicious at the beginning will absolutely not be the one who did yep. it by the end. Which means Correct. Meryl Streep and Andrea Martin are right out. Yeah, pretty right. much. <laughs> I think it's the photographer. <laughs> well, he also seems obvious. I don't know. Although, I think it's going to be a guy because like they said, yeah, it, it's yeah, been we've done women too world. often. Yeah. yeah, we've had two two seasons of women, so we got we need a guy. Um, I'm I'm kind More. of I'm kind of thinking that it's it's Ben Glenroy's brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, I thought that too. That seemed too obvious to me. So yeah, but I like him for it. Yeah. Still, all right, all right. Um, let's wrap this one up. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can go to the campfire email account. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and listen to us on SciFi.Radio, 63 degrees and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.